Howdy folks, and welcome to episode 15. Now, I really struggle with a title for this one. I was going to call it, well to be fair, you'll know because obviously you'll have clicked on it. I don't presently know about what episode or what title I'm going to call episode 15 because I've got the answers from the future come from the past, but that's not very snappy. Might go with back to the future. Uh, I don't really want to go with regret. But I suppose that's actually what this podcast is mostly about. Because I don't have many regrets in my life. Because I'm a big believer that everything from the past teaches you lessons for the future. And I suppose using that analogy, it means that I don't actually have any regrets. But either way, I'm going to tell you about one of them in this podcast. Now, if you're out for a walk, if you're walking around your house... If you are doing anything while listening to this podcast, if you're in the car even, then hello. Hopefully your environment is cool. I'm going to take you on a little bit of an emotional journey with this one. Because this week's podcast is about a very weird subject for me. And it's about my dad. Sunday was Father's Day, as we all know. Or Sunday just gone was Father's Day. And... My dear old dad, as I've touched on in previous podcasts, is no longer with us. He died a few years ago now, and I suppose died young in the grand scheme of things. My stepdad is still here, you know, amazing man, as is my granddad. Uh, But my old man, if you will, is not around anymore. And the reason why I wanted to talk about him specifically on this podcast is, A, it fitted with the theme of what we all celebrated on Sunday, and it also taught me my biggest lesson in life because it was, I suppose, effectively the only lesson I can no longer do anything about. My dad being passed is one of those things where whatever I did, however I treated him, whatever my behavior was, however I felt about life or anything at the time, there's no undo button on this one. There's no try again. It's done. There's a nail in it. Excuse the analogy, but It's not something which I can do anything about. And thus, that makes it, I suppose, my only regret because it's the only thing that I genuinely no longer have control over as far as learning lessons from it and righting wrongs, I guess. Now, me and my old man, we didn't have the best relationship. Now, my brother's involved with this too, but I'll try to keep him out of this story because this will just be, I suppose, from my perspective. And growing up, he was around, but he wasn't. And I can remember good memories. I've got some great memories involving my dad, but not many. And he was always a source of conflict throughout my entire life. He was also a source of inspiration sometimes, but not necessarily in a good way. My dad taught me everything about... My dad taught me everything not to do. That English didn't make any sense, but... He showed me what not to do, basically. Now, I'm not going to go into the gory details of my childhood. And there are people out there that have had a far, far worse childhood than me. So, by all means, this is not a sympathy podcast. And this is certainly not a look what I've gone through podcast. It's This is me getting off my chest. And hoping that you guys can gather something from that too. Because 
if the feedback I've been receiving from you guys has been, or the common theme of it has shown anything, it's shown that you guys really are connecting with the podcast that are a little bit more personal. When we move away from the fitness and the food and the fucks <laughs> and we talk more about my experiences in life and what they've taught me. And so today's podcast is not going to be any different from that. Because I'm a big believer that lessons in life will be repeated until learnt. And through all of my experiences, all of my misdemeanors, stupid things that I've done over the years, stupid mistakes that I've made, I have genuinely kept making the same mistakes until I've been forced to learn them, be it by circumstance or whatever. And so I genuinely do believe through coaching people and through listening to people, spending majority of my life listening to people, that the most powerful tool that we have in our arsenal is the ability to learn and thus evolve. The ability that nothing is final. Nothing can not be necessarily undone, but something good can come from everything. And it certainly has from my dad. I would not be the father I am. I would not be as attentive as I am had it not have been for my experience in a way. So arguably my dad being the way he was with me and thus my relationship throughout most of my life with him has actually been a very good thing for me and it's been an amazing thing for my children because they now get a better father arguably because my dad wasn't to me. The funny thing about that story is that I never really gave him a chance and because I'd kind of written my dad off from the word go ever since as long as I can remember I suppose if I had to put a number on it just before I was 10 and I'm 32 now and he never he there were so many things he didn't do but I spent my entire life criticizing his actions Never my own. I spent my entire life looking at what he didn't do, what he could have done. Imagining in some way that he was being spiteful or bloody-minded. And who knows, maybe he was. There's a lot more emotions and a lot more conflict to this than maybe I'm even aware of. You know, families, relationships, etc. They're complicated and people are extremely complicated. But I spent every waking moment up until he died blaming him and judging the actions of him and always looking at what he didn't do as opposed to what he tried to do during the closing years of his life every now and then he would reach out via text message and you know try to meet up etc and because I had these big monumental hoops that I wanted him to jump through because I believed that a I deserved for him to jump through them and b I deserved or I believed that he should jump through them after all of the pain and hardship he'd caused I kept moving the bar I moved it so high that he was never going to be able to jump over it because the actions I was asking for were not unrealistic but the way I was approaching it was, i.e. 
he probably knew in himself that if he jumped through one particular hoop, I was only going to place another one straight afterwards. Maybe that's why he gave up trying. My dad had loads of health complications, back from as young as I can remember of a triple heart bypass, to then, as I got older, he was in and out, or at least I heard he was in and out of hospital, and one particular time back in 2009, I remember it was 2009 because it was the year that Jensen Button won the world championship, so it's a very poignant year for me because JB's my driver, at least he was, and I remember talking about uh, Jensen to... um, to my dad when he was in his hospital bed and it was kind of we just struck up conversation because growing up in our house as kids formula one was always on and ironically for years i fucking hated it the smell of ironing the smell of a roast dinner and the sound of formula one and murray walker reminded me that it was school the next day and so i fucking hated it but ironically as i got older i actually grew to love formula one 2009 being the first full season that i watched which is even more poignant i suppose when you think about it but I remember visiting him in hospital and I remember kind of asking him to try at that point. I remember him being on death death's door. And not much came from it after that. A few months of trying, a few months of text, and it all went quiet again. And then that was kind of cycle repeat over the next few years. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Not very well. He's in hospital, blah, blah, blah. And then the last time he went into hospital, I got told he was in hospital in Brighton. And he was having to have dialysis, kidney failure. I don't know the true ins and outs of it. I didn't divulge or kind of didn't immerse myself that much. Because by that point, it was very different to my life back in 2009. I had an entire family. I had my own priorities my own nest to take care of. And so I was relayed this information via a family friend, godfather, if you will. And I disregarded it. Wasn't interested because of primarily how 2009 went and how a couple of meetings after that had gone. And got told he was in hospital, told he was in a bad way. And for years... My dad was invincible. He had been hit with so many fucking health complications, so many issues, that nothing was going to phase him. This man was going to live forever. He was like a cat with nine lives. He just kept ticking. Didn't matter what his body threw at him. Didn't matter what health complaints. He carried on drinking, carried on smoking, and carried on just treating his body like shit, and he just went on and on and on. Until he didn't. And one day, I got told, your dad's in hospital, to which I responded with, basically, don't care. I can't remember exactly what the words I used were, but I think it was something along the lines of, he's had his chance. And shortly after that, I think perhaps a few days later, it's fuzzy now, but I remember it was over the weekend. I had got told that he died, that this time he didn't fight his way through it. This time he didn't bounce back. The cat that was David Coppin, was his name? Yeah, for those of you that don't know, my original name was Chris Coppin, by the way, but that's the whole reason I'm Chris Moyes now, because I changed my name because of my dad. 
And yeah, the cat that was David Coppin had run out of lives. And I'd heard it. And ironically, I remember it now. My boy, William, was sat on my lap getting his hair cut. And the phone rang. And I answered it while William was sat on my lap, while I was holding him to get his hair cut. And I got told, massively ironically, this is so funny thinking about it now. I had my son on my lap when I got told my dad had died. And so I went and got some air, continued the conversation with the gentleman who was telling me that he'd passed, put the phone down, immediately contacted my brother to let him know. And I just sat there and for the first time in a very, very long time, when it was something related to my father, I bawled my eyes out. Because death's a really funny thing. And I've, be honest with you, I've not had much experience with it. Touch wood to this point, I've been very lucky with the people around me. And my dad, I suppose, was the closest person to me that I've lost. Which means that because I've not had a huge amount of experience with death, it means that death is absolutely going to fuck me over <laughs> in a few years' time. Uh, or sooner, who knows how life ends up going. And it dawned on me the finality of it. Every word that I could speak to him, every question that I could ask, had been said. There was no retry. There was no next conversation. There was no, maybe we'll make it up one day. There was no... And so, the thing that I realized about that was that for the first time in my entire life, from every mistake I'd ever made, from every decision I'd ever made, for the first time ever, I couldn't make it right. Now, obviously, don't get me wrong, I've made some shitty fucking mistakes in the past which I've not been able to make right. But this was the first time ever that it was absolutely set in stone. What's done is done. And right up until that point, I blamed him. Right up until that point, I looked at every single thing that had happened with regards to our relationship and all of that blame fell at his door. But then the moment he passed... It set the wheels in motion, the cogs in motion to really think about my own actions in that relationship. Because I stayed being an angry kid for 30 years. I never grew up as far as my dad or my perception of my father was. I can remember one defining moment we met up with him a few years before he died. It was just after 2009 actually, it was probably a little bit more down the line than that. And his response when we asked, because he, he stayed local, we saw him nearly every day drive past us. Um, and he was one of those people that had to keep tabs. So we, we knew damn well that he knew what we were doing and he knew damn well that he knew what we drove, where we lived, who we were with, and obviously what we did for a living. He was one of those people that 
kept tabs on everything, which made things even more frustrating. But we asked him point blank. We we're like, what, why, why have you been five minutes up the road yet you've never reached out? And his exact words were these. It was easier to forget you existed than it was to try. It was easier to forget you existed than it was to try. And for years, as I'm sure you guys can imagine, that was pretty painful. And I hated him for that. And I hated him for that right up until the moment he died. And then I really thought about it. It was easier to forget you existed than it was to try. Because when I first heard that, I thought, you lazy fuck, you couldn't be asked to try, you couldn't be asked to make an effort. But once he passed, I then looked at that sentence and went, you didn't try because you almost, you certainly knew you would fail. Because I always set the bar too high. I never gave you a chance. But you see, going back to what this whole podcast is about, mistakes and learning from them yes i can learn from that now and make sure that a i never make the same mistakes with my children make sure that i never kind of stop trying etc or along those lines there's a million one different ways you can take lessons from this story but the biggest one to recognize is that you are always at fault in some way in everything you do in life Every decision you make or don't make. At some point. You are to blame for something. And I don't mean that as a self-deprecation thing. I don't mean that as kind of. You know. It's not just as simple as blame, blame or whatever. Because there's obviously a myriad of different circumstances. Where this can be tweaked and altered and countered. But I lived for so long with the mentality of leopards don't change their spots. But rather than looking at my dad with this situation, if I choose to look at myself, I was a leopard that didn't change my spots. For years, I was a leopard that didn't change my spots. But the thing that caused me to eventually look at myself and to look at that relationship and to truly analyze it made me realize that leopards can change their spots. The ones that don't are the ones that choose not to. You know the old saying, a mistake made twice is no longer a mistake, it's a choice. I chose to not repair that relationship. I chose to never give him a chance and I chose inadvertently to never reconcile. And the funny thing was, for ages, my dad didn't have a gravestone because of how he treated us, because of the anger, because of everything, and because of the fact that he was not a good man. Let's not beat around the bush here, you know? He was not a good man. But because of the way he treated people, he died alone. He maybe had a few friends, but no friends that were willing to take responsibility for him. No family that were really willing to, to step up for him. And so, 
he had what was called a state burial or a pauper's funeral. Because me and my brother, we decided we were going to be damned if we were going to spend our children's money on giving this guy a proper send-off. So we gave him the state send-off. We decided to close that door. And I'll be honest with you, I don't regret that. I don't. Because the money that we would have spent can go towards our children. A better use of it. He got a burial. But one thing I didn't like is that with a state burial, you don't get a headstone. You're just in the grave, unmarked. And that didn't sit well with me. So I needed to get him some kind of headstone. So I found a nice slate headstone. And I struggled for ages with what to put on it. Because one day my tri my triplets were going to grow up. And one day I was going to take them to my dad's grave. And I won't ever call him their granddad because he's not. He never was. It was never anything to do with them. Even when the triplets were born and they were plastered all over the fucking local paper. He never reached out. There was never a congratulations. There was never, you know, nothing to do with it. If, let, Like I said, let's not be around the bush. My, my dad, looking back now, was never, never cut out to be a father. He was just one of those men that just couldn't hack it. But on his gravestone, I wanted something which was optimistic for a change. The entire relationship, my entire life, had been nothing but stress and heartache where my father was concerned. So I wanted, should I visit his grave or should my children see his grave or even people walking by? I wanted there to be some kind of lesson, some kind of reminder to come from the man that lay beneath the soil. And so this is what I put on his headstone. Thank you for the lessons you taught us in life and in death, and for reminding us the importance of being honourable, courageous, and truthful in all that we do. And now, when I see that headstone, now when I visit his grave, it reminds me of this lesson. It reminds me to always self-reflect. It reminds me that every lesson I need for the future lies in the past. With how I've behaved previously, with how I've seen others behave previously, and with how others' stories have played out. Because of their actions, because of what they did, what they said, and how they lived their lives. Because of how... He was, wasn't honourable because of how he wasn't courageous. And because of how he wasn't truthful. It means that when I visit his headstone, when I visit his grave and I read that, it reminds me just how important being honourable, courageous and truthful is. Because I spent so much of my life, as you guys have heard so much about already, not being those three things. So... As I say again, as we close out this, the 15th episode of the podcast, every lesson you need for the future lies in the past. Every mistake you've ever made, every decision that wasn't optimal will teach you more about the future because a mistake made twice is no longer a mistake, it's a choice. And the most, most powerful tool that we have in our arsenal as human beings is the ability to learn from our mistakes and to evolve. 
And if you choose not to do that, then you're destined to keep repeating the mistakes until the lessons are learnt. Because leopards can change their spots. But a lot of them choose not to. Fuck me, that was an emotional one, wasn't it? <laughs> Folks, thank you. Thank you for the last 25 minutes for listening to this one. And thank you if this is the 15th podcast of mine that you've listened to. I really do appreciate it. And I will continue to vary the topics that we discuss from everything related to what I do on a day job to everything that I've learned in life. Because if one person benefits from the shit that I talk into this microphone, then it's been beneficial. But I will ask you this. If you're still here, 24 minutes and 42 seconds in, do me a favor. Please let me know what you thought of this one. Because out of every podcast I've recorded, this is the one that I've spent the last 20 minutes with a lump in my throat recording. So please let me know what you thought. And please let me know, more importantly, how it helped you. There would have been a post go up on Instagram and Facebook about this podcast to say that I've published it. Do me a favor, comment on that post and just let me know what it, you thought of it and how it helped you. Maybe have a different perception with regards to things. Maybe leave a review about this one if you want to. But just let me know how it's impacted you. And if it hasn't, you cold-hearted bastard. <laughs> Folks, appreciate the time. Thank you. Tune in again next week for episode 16. And of course, as always as well, if there is any specific topics you want me to cover in the podcasts or if there's any particular genres or things that I discuss which you particularly enjoy, let me know, okay? But for me, particularly even more prevalent with my dad's passing and everything that I've spoken about in this podcast, remember this. Because, hell, you guys may have had similar relationships or worse with your fathers. And Father's Day may not have been a happy day for you. Accept the things that you cannot change. Have the courage to change the things that you can. And the wisdom to know the difference. I'll see you next time.